Welcome to the Pleasure Seeker Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Feldman, sex and pleasure coach, and this podcast is here to remind you of your natural birthright as a pleasure seeker so you can go create your most turned on life. Mamas, if you're ready to stop riding in the backseat of your own life, listen on. Hello, my pleasure seekers. I hope you're having great mid-January here. I am thinking about the podcast I did yesterday or last week about creating a love map and setting intentional goals for your sex life, for your relationship and for just your relationship with your body and yourself. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go on and check that out from last week. Love Map 2021. And if you don't listen to it, just think of what you want your relationship with yourself, with your partner, with sex. What do you want to create this year? And we think about this big goal, and then we want to just bring it into this month. So this episode is really going to be more of how to plan and honor your plan for whatever goal you have, um, which may just be as simple as, I just want to have an amazing sex life. And we can be as specific or broad as you'd like. But for the purpose of this episode, it's just really how to plan it and how to honor that plan. For me, it's helpful to make that plan. So I'm not just living in the moment-to-moment impulses of what feels good. So I want to make that distinction of instant gratification, what feels good, what I want to avoid, what feels uncomfortable in the moment versus the more intentional, deeper pleasures, grander experiences that we want to create in our lives, which will require discomfort on the way to get there. So this is a skill, (laughs) y'all. If you want to create a powerhouse marriage or a sensual life within your body or more money or more vacations, hotter sex, whatever it is you want to create, there is, there's a path there, right? There's a journey to get there. And if you don't have it now, we just want to build the skills to help you trust yourself to create it. So let's break it down to just this month. Like let's say the next 30 days. You want to say your month, your yearly goal is to have very little resistance and to sex, and you just want to desire sex more. That's maybe a little broad, but let's bring it down to this month. And your your goal for this month is to initiate sex and see what comes up for you. Um, so this requires our intentional creative brain to come into action because the instant gratification of going to bed or scrolling Instagram or dithering around and the indecision and the complications of it and just basically avoiding our own discomfort will not help us create that goal. If it's challenging for us, there's a reason and we kind of back away from it, right? Maybe you never even made a sex goal. (laughs) So This is great, right? So this work is really about making decisions ahead of time in the form of a plan because you're not in the drama of it in the moment. 
So you're making a decision ahead of time. Number two is you follow that plan. And number three is learning and adjusting from what's working from a place of curiosity versus judgment. So make a decision in the form of a plan, follow the plan and learn from it in a productive way. So this is not about filling up every corner of your calendar, drill sergeanting yourself into doing it no matter what. And when you get exhausted from it, you ditch the plan altogether because it's so horrible, (laughs) which is kind of your New Year's, like a typical New Year's resolution. Like I'm going to work out every day. And if I, you know, I'm going to like beat myself up for it and like force myself to do it, lots of willpower. And then when it doesn't work, I just give up on it and forget it ever happened. So we want to build that trust that you can make a plan and follow through. And there can be discomfort, but also intentional ease throughout the process. Like you're not beating yourself up every step of the way. So what I want to talk about these three areas, the planner, the doer, and the the learner who can adjust. So the you who makes the plan, we want to be really clear about how you're planning, how you're thinking about the goal at hand, the task at hand, and how you're considering the person you who will be on the schedule a week from now executing the plan and then how you're going to learn from that. So right now, I actually want to use this analogy as this is like something my coach said to me that has helped me a lot is like, imagine you're going on a vacation and let's say you're going to San Francisco and you are super excited about planning this trip. The goal of just sightseeing this beautiful city. And so you get a tour guide because you don't want it to just be haphazard and just like show up and hang out at the bus station all afternoon and get lost. Like you want a tour guide. You want to make this really intentional, right? So you, you hire the tour guide. That's the planner. And this tour guide in one version has this idea. It's like, we're going to go to Golden Gate Bridge. We're going to spend five minutes there. And then we're going to get the beignet and we're going to go to Ghirardelli Square. And we're going to catch the trolley, but we only have 30 seconds to catch the trolley because then we're going to zip on down to Fisherman's Wharf. And uh, we're going to take one picture from the gate or from the the trolley. And then you're going to, we're going to just keep going, zooming past all these things we've got to get done. And we're going to get to the beach And we're going to swim to Alcatraz because that seems like a great idea. And that's ambitious. And we've got eight minutes to do it. So we're just going to go, go, go. Once we get there, we're going to turn right back. And we're going to wrap it all up in a, you know, in Chinatown with some dumplings and we'll be done. And maybe on paper, this itinerary is like, wow, we really got in there and we saw San Francisco. This seems like a good plan. And then there's the you who shows up as the tourist and she gets this plan and she's looking at the itinerary and she's like, Ooh, there's a lot. How is this all going to happen? I don't even know. And she starts, she starts off at the golden gate bridge and she's like, Oh, this is beautiful. And Oh my gosh, I have to leave. I'm rushed. I I'm not on plan. I can't do this. This plan was never going to work. How am I going to swim to Alcatraz? That is literally not going to happen. That's ridiculous planning. And she throws away the plan 
And she just like, hangs out on the beach and doesn't see the rest of San Francisco, bemoans the plan, gives a one-star review to the tour guide, and just overall kind of doesn't like tour guides, doesn't want to experience San Francisco anymore, believes everything is a failure, and goes right back home. So this experience overall doesn't serve your goal, doesn't serve the the beauty of San Francisco and the experience that you wanted to create because the plan wasn't really intentional. The plan was a little bit like drill sergeanty, and it just didn't really take into consideration what the experience of the tourist was going to be. And so it's a give and take. You can kind of see like, sure, that plan is neutral. Some people can show up and enjoy it. And also the experience of the, the tourist you know, you can, you can decide how you want your itinerary to be, even if you follow that plan. So can we have compassion for both? Can the planner be more intentional and compassionate? And can the tourist be more intentional and compassionate to the plan as well? And so it's not just all or nothing. So let's also imagine you as the tour guide, how can you take care of your tourist in a way that sets them up for success. So you're not fighting the plan. Maybe you quote, have it realistic and offers enough space that you can help that tourist out. And then as the tourist, as the one who honors the plan, how can you trust that this plan is perfect, that you don't have to resist it the whole way and you can just find and take responsibility for yourself in following the plan. Because ideally that plan is set from a place that is most intentional for your greatest good. So here's how to plan in a way, like to be the tour guide of your life, to, to have the most intention so you actually can help that plan be executed. And maybe that plan changes as you get that relationship gets better between you and the tourist, the, the tour guide and the tourist. It's like, oh, I love this tour company. She always gets it right. I'm going to be willing to go at her pace because I can do that. And then the, the tourist, like, oh, I love my the tour guide. I love this tourist. She likes to take her time. She likes to um, enjoy the views. And then we can like tighten up our time, maybe in the transitions between places. We can go a quicker route. So they're really working together. So when you plan, are you taking into consideration the you that will be doing and honoring that plan? So right now, if your goal is to enjoy more consistent sex on a Saturday night, but it feels really dreadful right now, our first place when we are planning sex on Saturday night like I want to make sure this happens. We want to know why this goal is on your calendar. So if your intention is to be like, I should be having sex, we already know that thought is creating less sex in your life, right? It's just backfiring. There's a lot of resistance and a lot of frustration going into that, and it's not creating pleasurable sex. So we want to clean it up from the planning point. Like it's on the calendar right now because I want to connect with my partner. 
I want to go deeper. I want to connect with my body. I want a sense of pleasure in my weekend. So knowing whatever your reasons are for whatever the goal you have, we want to be clear on that and let that help inform you in the planning process. So maybe that means instead of just like sort of fuzzily putting it on Saturday because you don't want to do it tonight, <laughs> you know, like I should be doing it and Saturday is better than tonight. You're like, okay, Saturday is the perfect night for this because I want to set the stage. I want to start thinking about sex and like connection in the morning. How do I get up thinking tonight is going to be a fun night? How do I start my day? How do I talk about it with my partner? How do I, you know, am I putting it off till midnight maybe? Or am I going to think Saturday night at nine o'clock, kids are in bed. This is screen-free time or undistracted time. We're already setting the stage for romance or for sex or connection. Um, maybe you want to take a shower. Maybe you want to put on a sexy movie. Maybe, you know, maybe one glass of wine is awesome on a date night, but maybe two and a half glasses, you start getting a little too sleepy or a little too mouthy or things start like unraveling and you get distracted. So you just kind of know making those decisions ahead of time can allow for more ease and grace and love for that future self that's taking action through it. So in this case, to create like a, you know, create sexy time. So then when you get to the point of honoring that plan, it comes to Saturday night. And again, you want to connect with why you are even looking at your calendar right now thinking, okay, tonight's Saturday night. That's what we're planning. That's what's like, we're going to the restaurant, same idea. We're going to the bedroom. Like this is going to be a fun time. This is why I want to do it. And the thing is we want to be, you know, if it's something changing a habit, it's okay to expect the resistance to it. It's changing a habit, whether it's working out at 530 in the morning and you're tired and you're expecting those thoughts in the beginning to be very strong excuses Right now, what are those thoughts coming up? Because we don't want to be forcing an action, forcing yourself to have sex when you're feeling weird and icky and frustrated and like just grit and bear it. Because that's not really changing any patterns. So what are the thoughts that are coming up for you that feel like very valid, truthful excuses or reasons you're changing your plan? And this kind of ties into, you know, learning from this experience, what's working, what's not working. So you just hear the thoughts. I don't have time. I'm too tired. I'd rather watch a movie. I'd rather be on my computer and doing work, or I'd rather just eat popcorn and not take my clothes off. So you just know, like you just notice these thoughts that are creating the like fuel to change your plan. And Part of this process is learning to trust that the, the you who planned this, the tour guide, has your best interest at heart. So that even in the moment you're feeling resistance, that you're like, oh, there's a reason I put this on my calendar. I know I'm going to feel resistant and kind of dready. And there's some thoughts in there I want to be curious about. And can I be open to what this plan means to me? 
but it's on the calendar because I'm here and I want to show up for it in the best way that I can. So in the aftermath, whether you have followed your plan or not, we want to be curious as to why without shaming and judging and like beating ourselves up for it. So that's kind of like that third phase. Why was I, what thought had me change my plan? That thought wasn't really working for me in that moment. Can I be curious about that before I judge it and say like, nope, I got to make sure I do the thing, do the action, have the sex, because that's still coming from a place that just doesn't feel good. So why was I thinking I didn't have time? Was it true? that time was an issue, like it's too late, I'm too tired? Why? Is there a way that I could help myself in the planning of the next time that time won't, like I'll hear that thought and know it's a thought and I might have already been prepared for it. Like, oh, it's not midnight. I, it's nine o'clock. Am I too tired? Does that seem like a valid reason? So you want to make, like hear those thoughts and from, the planning perspective for next time, instead of beating yourself up for whatever happened in the past and yesterday, like, oh, what does, how do I want to be prepared when that thought pops into my head? Is it something I always want to listen to? Do I have like a, a counter thought that would also be believable? Like, hmm, I feel really tired, but it's also possible that I could just relax and receive pleasure. I don't have to hardly move my body at all. And notice if that thought in the moment next time helps you relax and maybe be more open to continuing on. So this is just one quick example of how one thought can help and then it might not be so helpful as you change because this is like an ever-evolving intentional process that we just notice where, where am I getting tripped up still? So maybe the thought, like for me, the thought before, before I did any of this coaching, really, it was just, I can be flexible. Like my brain is telling me, no, I'm too tired. And I just had this thought, like, what if I could be flexible and I could just not feel so rigid right now? It feels like everything's a no, but could I be flexible? Is it possible for me in this moment, laying in bed, thinking I should have sex, but that's not helping. I'm still feeling really angsty. And then oh, maybe, maybe I could be flexible. And for me at that time, that helped me feel more open. I helped to help me relax, follow his lead, be a little less stuck on like needing sleep. Um, because I just had that as a thought, like I'd rather sleep. And so I became more open to sex and pleasure. I became more flexible in that for myself. And now that thought doesn't actually serve me as much because now I notice that thought come up like, okay, this is my time for having sex and connecting and playing and being with Jeremy. And that thought came up like I can be flexible and say no to sex and say yes to a movie. Like that doesn't seem like a problem. And honestly, it's not a problem. I just get to notice if it's serving me. Does that thought now I have that thought and it makes me think I'll be flexible on my plan. And then I am a little feeling a little still feeling open, but slightly more careless. I would say less committed to the goal and I change my plan. I stay up 
way later than I intended. I, st- I don't have sex. We watched the movie. I'm like on screens. And so it's like a little harder for me to go to sleep after. And, and it kind of messes me up in the morning because I have a 5.30 a.m. Um, workout class. So I'm like, that wasn't me being flexible in that moment created me being f- like a, a flexibility on my greater goal, which is for me to be intentional with my planning for the purpose of like enjoying my mornings, creating like a different experience in my body physically and connecting sexually with my partner, with my husband. So all of that, like in the moment, I was like, I can be flexible. It's such a big deal. We're going to watch a movie. I, the movie sounds a lot easier and really fun. And so it's like, I just want to be noticing what thoughts changed my actions what thoughts had me feeling something, not even a bad thing. It really wasn't a bad feeling. Cause in fact, like, Hey, it's possible that I could have heard that thought, which I will now I'm so much more aware of it. I want to be flexible. I can be flexible. I'm like, Oh, that goes down a path that isn't where I want to head. I want to connect. This is my time. I've set up an hour here, nine to 10, we can totally have awesome sex and be super fun and playful. But if I choose a movie, it's not going to get done until 1130. And that isn't actually what I want. I don't want to be flexible with that. I want to honor myself in the morning as well. And yeah, connect with my my hot husband (laughs) and not just be like, we're going to watch something, but I'm going to like be into you. So we have to be on to ourselves, right? Like, how can I be honoring this future goal of mine, the future of myself by preparing? Like, I expect these excuses to come up. I'm listening for them. And in that way, I can help that current self be like, yeah, that that plan was really awesome. And I kind of ditched the plan because I thought I was better right now that my plan was better in the moment of watching the movie. But I now have an awareness. I've, I kind of like just noticed that model that I created in my head. It's like, oh, that's so interesting. I kind of just ditched my, I just kind of screwed myself over a little bit. And that's not what I want to keep doing. So your brain will always love the easiest path, the most instant pleasure, and the least amount of com- discomfort. That's just your brain's wiring. And that's fine. We don't have to change that. We just want to be aware of it so we can be like, oh, brain, yes, you're doing that thing. You're just telling me to go the easiest way. And that doesn't help me get to my goal. That doesn't help me have these challenging conversations or the like, oh, getting over that, understanding why I'm dreading something and letting that all be okay in service of this greater goal. So, let me know what your goal is. I'd love to hear from you. You can hit, um, just like send me a little message here through your podcasting app, or you can hit me up um, at Lydia at LydiaFeldmanCoaching.com. Of course, if you want to take any of this stuff deeper and know how to be really accountable to your goals, having a life coach, I'm serious, people, it's like the best experience I have had. Like, oh, I'm in my head a lot. Let me have someone help me with that. It's so helpful. All right, my friends, enjoy, enjoy your pleasure goals. And I will talk to y'all soon. Ciao. 
Hey, I'd love to hear from you and know what pleasure topics you want to hear more about. Also, you're invited to come join my free Facebook group and erotic book club, the Electric Ladies Lounge. If you're curious about one-on-one coaching, book a consultation and see how pleasure coaching can transform your life.